Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and... Um, hey, I'm 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined, as always, by Alicia Del Valle, Brandon Deutsch, Armani Buckets. How are we doing? Ooh, I'm doing great. <laughs> Getting my voice back from a weekend full of sports. Yep, it is the yep. best time of the year, fellas. October. Yeah, baseball, basketball, football, yeah. all looking good. I know a lot of our L.A. people out there are excited for the uh, Dodgers and the Vegas people. Excited for, uh, you know, Kansas City. Yep. That's a huge game. Yeah. Right. So. I was excited to celebrate Jihei's Giants with Jihei, but unfortunately, <laughs> G- Jihei's immune system would not allow that to happen. But I hope you're doing well, Jihei. <laughs> what a win for the Giants. Amazing. I mean. they, they just find a way to win, whether yeah. it's in the United States, whether it's in London, whether it's against the Packers, whoever. They just find are, a way to win. Are they for real? I mean, listen, we're, we're four or five games into the season. We'll see. But I mean, like. When we're looking at the Rams, like I'll I'll uh, take what the Giants are doing, right? So I'll t- take a win. Are the Packers frauds then, or I don't know if they're frauds. I mean, it's so early in the season to call anyone yeah. a fraud or for real or contenders or not. Like I mean, obviously, and we'll touch on this briefly, but you know, very concerned with what's happening with the Rams. So you know, can't knock the Giants and call them pretenders or frauds. I mean, I would take where the Giants are at right now. But it's a long them. season, exactly. Though. You know, we don't know. I mean, the Cardinals yeah. were eight and zero last year, and then. That's right. Wheels fell off, right? So, like, you just don't know. Same thing could happen to the Eagles. Same thing could happen. You just don't know. Yeah. And that's why everybody loves the NFL because every game matters every Mm -hmm. week. And anybody can win. Yep. Anybody can win. Like, you saw that with the Bears beating the 49ers in week one, stuff like that. Like, upsets happen all the time. And what about the Jets if we're going to be talking about the New York fans? Well, it's not really an upset (laughs) because the Dolphins have their fourth string quarterback, third or fourth string quarterback. But they are having a winning season, period. They haven't played anybody, but yes. Wow, I'm seeing the allegiance here. Okay, I'm learning. I'm learning. (laughs) I don't dislike the Jets. I'm just saying when you don't play anybody, it's like, it's hard. I mean, but you could say the same thing about the Niners. They haven't played anybody since the Rams suck, so. Oh, (laughs) Wow, he doubled down. He just twisted the knife right there. <laughs> oh my goodness. With all that said, let's get to today's headlines brought to you by the Sporting Tribune. The Sporting Tribune is your go-to destination for the best coverage of your favorite teams in Southern California, Las Vegas, and Hawaii. No paywalls, no clickbait, no pop-ups, just your teams in a clean reading experience. Visit thesportingtribune.com today. Hit it, Buckets! All right, let's get right into it. After the Rams' brutal 22-10 loss to the Cowboys at SoFi Stadium, I know what Brandon's answer is, but is it time <laughs> to panic about the Rams yet? I think it is. Listen, uh, the problem with the Rams, and, and generally speaking, you know following a championship season, it is going to be tough. And I know that they knew this. What they didn't really appreciate Matt Stafford needs time. The protection is simply not there. And I'm not saying he's the greatest quarterback in the world, but you know, when you step back and you got two seconds to throw and he's only looking at one wide receiver, and it, 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 this is a problem that cannot be fixed because at this point in the season, 
unless you get Andrew Whitworth to come out of retirement, which is not going to happen. But I mean, there's no help out there. So they have to find a way to correct what's happening with the guys that they have. It is just not going to happen. And again, so they knew that this was going to be a tough season. They, they, they knew, you know, they knew it was going to be tough to win the championship again. But if Matt Stafford has no time to throw, they have no chance. Amen. So I would say I'm panicking about the health and the sanity of Stafford because he's getting beat up out there. He is running for his life. Uh, yesterday's game, lying on his back. I just kept thinking, oh, no. It's like that TikTok song. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm like, Jiminy Cricket, get this guy. The offensive line is obviously the biggest problem. We've still got the genius of McVay. We've still got Aaron Donald, who is in my opinion, the best player in the NFL. And yet we can't get something going. I could see if we were losing and and battling, but we're just getting whooped. It's embarrassing. And I just really want Matthew Stafford. I want to say his name correctly. Matthew Stafford is going to be okay. I hope he's going to be okay. Because what is he, like number three on the list of quarterbacks that have been sacked the most? I think it's number one now, tied with Matt Ryan, 21 each sack. Yeah, last week he was three, and I was wondering. Yeah, it's six, what, six sacks last week? Five this week? Five this week, yeah. Insane, right? Um, Yeah, I think it's time to panic on the Rams. And it's not because of their talent. I mean, they could win any any, any game just on the pure talent of that yeah. roster, you know, week by week. But if we're looking at the schedule ahead, yeah, they have the Panthers. That's a must-win game, yeah. right? They need to beat them. If they lose to the Panthers, <laughs> we'll then start talking about, oh, maybe the Rams will miss the playoffs like that if they don't beat the Panthers. Then they have the 49ers. Then they have the Buccaneers. Then the Cardinals. Then the Saints. Chiefs. Seahawks gets a little easier. Raiders, then Packers, Broncos, which is easy. Chargers and Seahawks. So I mean, it's the easy, it's not an easy schedule by any means. Um, it's concerning in the sense, like like you brought up the offensive line. I mean, Stafford looked really good for the majority of the game yesterday until the you know the end of the second half. The turnovers, but it's not really his fault. There's no protection. He always throws that every once in a while that bad pick six Stafford. Yeah. They call him for a reason, right? Every once in a while, throw some terrible interception or have some fumble. But at the same time, he looked pretty good. He looked really good passing the ball with no protection two weeks in a row. So he's not the problem against two really good defenses. Cowboys and Niners are arguably the two best defenses yes. in the NFL. Two of them, at least, right? And he looked great against them passing wise until the end of well, either both of those games, right? <laughs> so I mean, it's definitely going to be about the offensive line. Also, I think they need another playmaker. I think they desperately need Odell Beckham Jr. I, I mean, Allen Robinson hasn't. I mean, it, look, he's not getting thrown to. It's not really his fault. It's not his fault. But at the same time, you need a guy, another guy who's going to change the dynamic of this team, like Odell, like you know, on on routes and in getting going downfield and taking the corners uh, t- toward him and pressure off of Cup and pressure off of Robinson, that would make the offense flow better. They need Odell Beckham Jr. desperately. I mean, their defense isn't, look, it, yeah, it gave up 22 points to the Cowboys, 24 points to the Niners. That's not the issue this yeah, year. Yeah. In many facets, their defense has been better in the regular season this year than last year. Obviously, in the playoffs, their defense stood up, stepped up to the plate. It's the offensive line and needing another playmaker. So, yes, it's panic mode unless they make another big trade. I guess I'm by myself on this, but I'm, I'm not panicking still. Five weeks, five different offensive line combinations. No matter who your head coach is, no matter what you're trying to do offensively, when you have a different offensive line every week, you're going to struggle. And then the last two weeks, 
playing arguably the two best defenses in football, as you just mentioned, Brandon. Yeah. And this Cowboys defense is absolutely legitimate, and they are a contender. If we learn anything about this this week's game, it wasn't so much that I learned about the Rams. It was more so about the Cowboys and their case to be a serious playoff threat with that kind of defense. But with the Rams, with any offensive line, you get continuity, you get the same guys week after week, it'll pick up. And the biggest thing for them, for me going forward, they have to take care of every single divisional game from here on out. They have to beat Arizona again, they have to beat Seattle both times, and they have to beat the Niners the next game. So that means, of course, you have to beat Carolina, but you have to win the next two, Carolina yeah, yeah. and then San Fran. And I think they can. But I think home I, games. I think if we're looking at it like, yeah, San Francisco is leading the division, but they also have must-win games ahead, right? Like yeah. they're going to play the Chiefs too. It's not just the Rams. Every team in the NFC West has to play the Chiefs, and that sucks because that's almost a loss on everybody's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like obviously they could win any of those teams. Anything could happen in the NFL. But that sucks, right? It's also a lot of McVeigh's getting a lot of hate. I'm I, I don't I don't love it. I mean, I know that the Niners have a depleted offensive line. They've been able to win, but the Niners didn't play the Cowboys. Who knows what would have happened with that offensive line against the Cowboys versus the Panthers, right? So I think McVeigh the hate McVeigh's getting is a little out of out of hand. Am I wrong here? No, you are right. It is out of hand, and it just shows you why we're called fanatics, right? Like, <laughs> right, like we get emotional, we get triggered so easy. Yeah. And I'm saying we don't come at me. You brought up both of the defenses of the Niners and the Cowboys. Yeah. Can we just talk about which fans are more insufferable, <laughs> or should we not go there? Cowboys. So Brandon's a San Francisco Forty Niners fan. He's not going to talk about his yeah, 49ers. Um, They're both right there for me. But really? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, look, I'm one of those Niners fans. It's like I, I don't, I don't hate Rams fans. I don't hate the Rams. I'm very like low key. A lot of Niners fans can get annoying. I will admit, like, oh, we own SoFi Stadium, like. At the end of the day, we shouldn't be talking crap to the Rams. The Rams beat us in the one game that mattered, right? Look at so you. So that that I'm I'm a I'm I I know my place, right? A lot of the Niners fans are like Cowboys fans in the sense it's like, oh, we're always the best, blah blah blah. Look at our rings, and it's like. Dude, well, the Rams just won a Super Bowl. They just beat the Niners in a big game, and the Cowboys choke every year. So the Cowboys fans shouldn't say a, a dang thing. They're, exactly. they're going to choke again. I don't care how good their defense and is. By the way, the death taxes and the Cowboys <laughs> yeah. choking. We know it's going to happen. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. And it's this, true. And this was a big it's story true. that there was a ton of Cowboy fans there, and I get that. I mean, I mean, the fact of the matter is, like, they they did not have a pro football team here for 21 years. The Cowboys had training camp out here. Uh, you know, I mean. I'm really tired of this becoming like a constant story. It's like every year, it's like low-hanging fruit. It's like, look at the number of Cowboy fans. Look at the number of San Francisco. Of course, there's a number of those fans because we didn't have a team for a generation. Brandon's generation, yeah. your generation. They didn't have a local team. And then to expect Brandon now to like not cheer for San Francisco because the Rams moved here. He remembers the St. Louis Rams. He has no connection to the St. Louis Rams. So uh, listen, they are growing the fan base, but it's going to take time. So, I mean, I just think it's low-hanging fruit. It's so lazy. But, oh, my God. Look at all these Cowboy fans. Yeah. Of course. They're America's team. <laughs> and beyond that, they had training camp out here. Yes. Me growing up in Los Angeles, I went to Cowboys training camp out here. So, it's just, I mean, 
like I get it, but th- this is not a normal city because a normal city doesn't not, like, not have a team for like 21 they, years. They go to the Allegiant Stadium and they're like, oh, why are there so many Rams or Chargers fans or Cowboys? I mean, duh. I mean, they weren't in Vegas. They Vegas, were in LA right. and then they were in Oakland, you know? Like, and it's a destination. <laughs> exactly. Right? That's where, that's what the opposing fan bases circle on the 100%. schedule. LA, Vegas, and they're going to go, right? Mm-hmm. And you're welcome, other fans. <laughs> exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, moving on. The Chargers beat the Browns to improve to 3-2, and two, but they almost blew the game after Brandon Staley called a timeout with the Chargers at their own 46-yard line on 4th and 2 and 114 left in the game. Obviously, they didn't get it. Instead of punting it, he called a Herbert pass to Mike Williams, which was incomplete. The Browns took over, but they missed the game-winning field goal attempt. Guys, the Chargers won, but how do you feel about Staley as a coach right now? And judging off of <laughs> Keenan Allen's tweets after the game and during the game, he might be losing some of the locker room. So the Keenan tweet was crazy because, like, I mean, obviously he thinks that, and I'm sure a lot of his teammates feel the same way, but he put that out there. And he, and yeah. that, that was thought out. Um, listen, I don't know what sheet that he's working with. You put that sheet away with two minutes left in the game. You put that sheet away with 90 seconds left in the game. The Chargers have a great defense. Why put them in a position where you call a timeout and it's a fourth and a long one, a fourth and two, however you want to call it, um, and you do a pass play? I mean, what the heck are you doing? I mean, he is so lucky that the Browns missed that game-winning field goal. And then once the game is over, and I guess maybe I guess he has to do this as a coach, but he doubles down and effectively says, listen, if I had to do it again, I, I totally would like. Oh. Oh it's gosh. ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Brandon Staley is an absolute clown. I know Fernando is going to go in and defend him like he always does. Like, Brandon Staley is one of the smartest guys in the league. No, he's not. No, he's absolutely not. He thinks he's boy wonder because he comes up with all these Madden decisions where you'd go on, like, fourth and three and all that and fourth and one. Arash is right. First of all, if you're going to go on fourth and one, which, by the way... The, the thing that's beating you is Nick Chubb in the run game, right? So even if you punt the ball, Jacoby Brissett hasn't done anything all day except that touchdown to Amari Cooper. The, the, they're only beating you running the ball. So you run the ball, they take the time off the clock, right? So either way, you should have punted that football. But if you're fourth and one, you pass? You right. pass. I mean, at least run the ball with Eckler at 170 yards, right? Like something like do, do that. Don't pass the ball thinking. I know everyone wants to say, oh, let, let's let's put the put the nail in the coffin and just end them right here. But then, oh, my gosh, if he made that field goal, another. I mean, we, we saw the bad loss to the Jaguars who've come back down to earth 38 to 10. I mean, this is a roster even without Rashawn Slater and Joey Bosa. That's a top four or five roster in the NFL. And they're barely three and two. That's right? the thing is you nailed it right there. The expectations for the yeah. Chargers were so high before the season started. So it makes them losing like this or winning, barely winning yeah. like this, stand out even more, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they were already uh, christening Herbert the, you know, the next Messiah. Okay, don't come at me. I, I take that back. <laughs> Maybe MVP. He kind of is the next Messiah. Oh, look. Fine boy over here. No, it's true, though. It, the pressure on them to be great. So when they fall, it's an even harder fall. Yep. So I'll give the Chargers that. The the coach is not doing himself any favors. The way you're losing, the, the fact that that's even out there, 
that he could be losing a locker room, that's really, to me, I don't know if it's because I'm a little emotional, but... <laughs> I mean, he's hard. We saw that really report. That's really harsh, like Yeah, hurtful, we saw like the report hurts. two weeks ago that he was already losing the locker room. and that people. It's one of those things, like, that's this team... down. Yeah. This team is a complete embarrassment for multiple reasons. They have one of the best rosters defensively in the league, yet they give up 150 rushing yards a week. Like, are you joking? I know Joey Bosa's out. You still have Khalil Mack, like, lock in on the mm-hmm. run defense. Who is their defensive coordinator? He should be fired. Brandon Staley should be fired. They need to start over next year. I don't care how good. I don't care if this team wins 11 games. They should win 13 every year with this roster. You know what I'm saying? Well, you run into that dilemma. I mean, coaches are being fired, right? There was Matt Rule. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was that. He should have never been hired. First off, could have avoided something completely. But but I'm saying, then who do you get? That's the dilemma. Sean Payton. You think he'd want to go to? Absolutely. It is LA, baby. Hollywood. Justin Herbert with that roster. Yeah. Yeah. Saw what he did with Drew Brees. Justin Herbert is way more talented than Drew Brees. No offense to Drew Brees. Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and he accomplished a lot. But if we're talking pure talent. Yeah. Herbert's the truth. You yeah. know? The fact that this game even came down to the wire, I mean, Brissett with two two fifty left <laughs> that he throws pick. one of the most inexcusable interceptions, which by the way not to get off topic with the Browns, but he did the same thing in the last game, too. So Browns fans, they were just getting tortured. It was like a competition of which fan base could get tortured more at the end. Yeah. But I don't know how you can get your locker room back when you're already tweeting stuff out to the... We're talking about with the Warriors not letting stuff get out mm-hmm. internally. Keep it in-house. Yes. And you're literally having your star player tweet out that like basically questioning your decision making. I don't think that you can really reverse that. And now this week you have the Broncos coming into town on Monday night and the Broncos speaking of train wrecks, I mean it's going to be whoever loses this game is going to look really bad to mm-hmm. the to the outside perspective. So I can't wait to see that game. Um, yeah, 100%. Moving on though, the Padres defeated the Mets and will take on the Dodgers tomorrow at Dodger Stadium. What are your thoughts on how this matchup is going to go and how the Dodgers can live up to their hype this season. I'm so excited about this. I mean, the, the first, um, you know, when we first began to do this show two years ago, it was the division series, the Dodgers-Padres in Texas. No fans, neutral site. And I said, how great would it be if a year from now, two years from now, when the pandemic is done or we're kind of past it, you know, we can get this beautiful... You know, it you know Dodgers, Padres, Los Angeles, San Diego. You take that train down to Petco Park. I mean, and those fan bases. How great will that be? Well, we finally have it, and I love the Dodgers here. I I really hated the fact that they that they may have had to play the Mets. Now the Mets didn't really look that great, but I I didn't want to play the Mets. I didn't want them to travel to New York. And at the very least, we don't know what will happen on the field. I can promise you, it'll be all Dodgers fans without question. Obviously, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we've. Been at those games in San Diego, Alicia. <laughs> It'll be all Dodgers fans at Petco Park. Or at least a lot of Dodger fans. So I'm very excited about this a series. Julio, Uri- Julio Urias, Clayton Kershaw, games one and two. We'll, we'll see how they go. But very confident they'll take a 2-0 series and hopefully close it out in game three. That's right. It is Dodger Stadium South yeah, for a reason, exactly. right? <laughs> and yeah. I know that there are so many people, even in my my family, we don't want to see the Mets because yeah. the hype around the Mets. Yeah, where are those guys now? Like, I would love to read their <laughs> columns now. And I'm just I still saying. think the Dodgers avoided a bullet. 
No, listen, no one wanted to play the Mets. I mean, the, the, the Dodgers the deserve the right not that, to play I the Mets. The Mets the choked, but that was more on the Mets. Yeah, that's fine. Right. I'll they take it. Gassed. Thank you. They got that's gassed. what they do every year. Well, they also were, it was what happened to the Dodgers when they were trying, they were battling yeah. San Francisco. And then they, they got gassed. They put all their, it, their yeah. marbles on the table against and that. And so the Mets yeah. were trying to win, win, exactly. win. And, and Wheels fell off. They just got too and tired. And we're just sitting back. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not worried at all. I mean, we have beat the Padres, the Dodgers rather, every series, 14 of 19. Yep. It is It is kind of like, I know there are Padres fans. I woke up this morning, here's an example, and I checked the news right away to make sure they weren't rioting or <laughs> lighting fires yeah, in San right. Diego because they are going to the playoffs because this is just so like fun for them and new and I welcome it. <laughs> but I mean, we the Dodgers are a machine. Yeah, uh, and as long as everyone stays healthy, knock on wood, it's going to be good. And I'm ready for it. Bring it. Yeah, I mean, it's all about the pitching, right? Uh, I know we're we're almost done here, but I, I'm just gonna say the Dodgers are winning the series in four or five games, right? I like it. The only thing I'm concerned about is we talked about this a few weeks ago about the Padres, but they're basically playing with house money, and when a team is playing with like that I know, feeling right? of like. All right, we basically nobody really expected us to be here, and the Dodgers, on the on the other hand, are you know setting franchise records for wins. So it's a little concerning in that respect. But yeah, Dodgers and four. Gallo's going to need to have a big series. Yeah, I mean the the Padres deserve to be here. I mean, again, three straight games yeah, in New York. Yeah. So, but listen, I think their their uh, ride comes to an end this week. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Fernando Ramirez when we return on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline right now. The Sporting Tribune is your go-to destination for the best coverage of your favorite teams in Southern California, Las Vegas, and Hawaii. And our man on the Chargers, Fernando Ramirez. Fernando, how are you? Arash, I'm great. How about you? How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I am hanging in there. I'm still trying to figure out what is on Brandon Staley's sheet and how in the world <laughs> does it tell you on a fourth and long one, let's call it a fourth and two, it not even in your territory, back at your 46-yard line. Again, great defense, just pump the ball. And, and I mean, how how does he call a timeout? Following the time timeout, it's a pass play. He got saved. Yeah. I... I can you can, can you make any sense of this? Well, I speak I, I speak some Brandon Staley s, so I I, I <laughs> do I can give you I can give you a little bit. Brandon wanted the ball in Justin Herbert's hands. He wanted it to end with them on offense. Yeah. I understand that, but even I was a little bit thrown off by them running or by them trying to run a play. Especially, I wouldn't have put Mike Williams all the way on the outside if you're going to run that play. 
put him more on the inside. Have him really beat the guy and have him catch the football. But, yeah, I, I was really thrown off that they ran that. Uh, Brandon said after the game that he wanted the ball in Justin Herbert's hands. He wanted to end it there. To me, it was like, okay, I understand that if, like, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, or some other kind of quarterback is on the other side, no offense to Jacoby Brissett, but it's Jacoby Brissett. I mean, they, they honestly got really lucky that the defense was able – the defense really won that game yesterday. They were able to get that interception in the end zone off of Jacoby and bring it out. And then on top of that, they were only able to give up 10 yards to the Browns defense, and they made uh, Kate York kick that 54-yarder which obviously ends up missing. So, uh, so Brandon's, uh, Brandon's a little bit lucky on that one, but wow. Yeah. That decision was, um, it could have cost, uh, I don't think it would have cost him his job. Um, but I think it would have uh, been costly for the season. The Chargers are starting to light the ship. And I mean, that could have been a, that could have been, I, I, I don't think a season ender, but it could have, it could have really taken the, the wind out of the sails and, and really they could have been, uh, they could have been a lot worse, but now they're three and two, the sky's not falling the way it was after that uh, Jacksonville Jaguar game. Listen, I, I normally wouldn't bring up the other team in Los Angeles, the Rams, but listen, they are two and three right now. Uh, the, yeah. the good thing that they have going for them, Matt Rule just got fired as the Carolina Panthers head coach. They start uh -huh. the season one and four. So as bad as things have been for the Rams, they are not going that well for the Panthers. Your thoughts on the Rams, Fernando, two and three. They, I mean, it goes without saying, they need to win on Sunday. They need to win a few games here. Yeah. Uh, your th thoughts on them? Uh, I, I'm... I'm not surprised, and I said it before, when you play with all that house money, with all the trades that they've made, with all the stuff that they've done, you have to pay for your sins at one point, and the Rams are kind of paying for their sins now, and, and yeah, Matthew Stafford had that 54-yard completion that you threw out, well, it was nice, but he's not doing that consistently right now, and I feel like he is hurt, I feel like he is not able to make those big throws, uh, the defense, I mean... And I'm not trying to call anybody out or anything, but I haven't seen Aaron Donald play the way he has in the past. And it's not him. It's just the fact that the Rams don't have anything around him the way they have in the past. Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey's doing well, but it's just not the same. It's just this team is not the same that it has been in the past. It doesn't have as many good players as it has in the past. And then on offense, I know it's easier said than done, but literally if you doubled, uh, if you doubled uh, Cooper Cup, Literally, who's gonna be? Who else is gonna be able to beat you on that uh, on that offense? So they're a little bit predictable. They're uh, they're really um, they're. It's not hard to combat them. I mean, heck, the Falcons almost beat them a couple of weeks ago. They could be even worse than they are right now, to be completely honest. But I just don't know how you're gonna be able to write the ship. And I've seen some Rams fans on Twitter say, "Oh, we just need a couple of trades." No, you need a whole offensive line. You need a whole defensive line to help Aaron Donald. It's, it's not just one or two moves that are going to help you. It's multiple. And, and like I said, you're paying for the sins of uh, winning that Super Bowl. But, hey, winning that Super Bowl is way, more, is way prettier than not having won anything at all. So I, I, I'm paying for the sins and just move on and, <laughs> and start building the team. First off, Fernando, congratulations on the Padres. I know we'll get, <laughs> we'll get to that. But uh -huh. I, wanted, I wanted to first ask you about the um, – the Lakers, who actually won a preseason game. Matt Ryan, uh -huh. six, six threes. A lot of people were in on Cole Swider, including myself. He hasn't shot well the past couple games. Maybe he needs some time in the G League. Do the Lakers need a guy like Matt Ryan, who LeBron praised, and he's the perfect fit alongside LeBron. Scorer, shooter, right, who can just knock down threes, get open. 
do they need him? And was it promising to see another dominant game from Anthony Davis, two for four from three again? You know, it's funny. I was when I saw Matt Ryan trending on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, wait, he just played. Like, I was like, he just played like crap on Thursday. Why is everybody crazy? <laughs> and then I saw, oh, Matt Ryan for the Lakers. I'm like, oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to give Rob Palenka a lot of credit on the Lakers. They've, they've found guys out of nowhere in the last few years. I mean, uh, the Carew show, Austin Reeves, they found guys that you're just like, oh, wow, okay, guys that, uh, that basically come off the streets or would be playing at your local YMCA, and uh, the guys are they're playing very well. I think they do, but my thing is, I'm going back to it. I'm going to harp on it. Russell Westbrook can't be on this team. I just think that they need to get rid of him. They 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 need to trade. I with what we already saw with uh, with Anthony Davis kind of missing games because of a tight back. I think Miles Turner would be a good addition for these guys. I think they should bring him in. Buddy Heald bring some more uh, shooting in there. I just think that that trade would be pretty uh, pretty great. But like. We, we keep on talking about 2027 and 2029. I mean, they don't want to get rid of both picks, but I'm like, dude, that's so long from now. Like, how do you even know you're not going to be great? Yeah. And who knows? Maybe you have Brawny on the team, and he's the one picking it up and putting it down. So, I don't know. I just don't know why they're not willing to get rid of the picks to win another championship. But but uh, going back to these guys, yeah, no, LeBron knows exactly. Uh, he needs shooters around him. Matt Ryan, I mean, it's only preseason, but he showed uh, what he could do last night. So I'd be, I, I would try and uh, surround LeBron with as many shooters. But, uh, but yeah, that's what they need. That's how they've won in the past. That's what, that's what uh, LeBron needs around him. So, um, so basically, you're still building your team around a 38 year old uh, player who's still one of the best players in the game today. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, Fernando, this is Alicia. Um, Hi. Didn't Palenka, Rob Palenka, just get re-signed to? Like they Four just year yeah. worst, worst, <laughs> worst decision of what, what, all time. What kind of money is that? A like, do you that's remember? A lot, that's a lot of money. No offense to Rob Palenka, but like right, the right. guy just screwed up the roster, <laughs> and he somehow gets an extension. This shows an unserious team, and soon people are going to be coming for Genie to sell the team if they don't compete this next couple of years. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. I know. I've heard those uh, those chants already, but Genie's my girl, that's so right. I gotta. I'm going to move on. Let's see, <laughs> Fernando, I wanted to ask you about the Dodgers, the Padres. Game one tomorrow, NLDS. Uh, congratulations, uh, like Brandon just mentioned, on your Padres winning. You're in the playoffs. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think the Padres suddenly got hot, that they're clicking on all cylinders, that uh, Soto is going to show up for the money y'all paid him? Uh, to be completely honest, it's a mentality thing. I mean, LA is big brother. I'm not going to, there's no denying that LA is big brother. Now, are you willing to finally knock big brother on his butt and be like, Hey, I know I'm little brother, but I'm here. I'm, I'm going to be here for the next couple of years. You're not going to push me around or is it going to be the typical like, yeah, okay, here you go. Here's my, here's my lunch money. Just, uh, just keep on, let's just keep everything business as usual. I don't know how much I, I don't know how much these, uh, having days off, if it matters or not, if it helps being hot or not, like the Dodgers just had a couple of days off. The Padres are playing and they were playing pretty well. I don't know. I I mean, with these new rules, these wildcard teams could end up, uh, hitting some of these guys in the, I see in my mentality. So NFL that I wouldn't want a first round buy just cause it kind of cools you down. And then a, uh, a team that just won in a wild card or whatever could come up and hit you. 
but this is baseball. It's more. It's longer. It's not just a one game playoff. I, I think. I, I I wish the Padres could move on, but I just see Big Brother just taking it to Little Brother again. Uh, maybe the Padres will win one game out of this. Maybe two, but <laughs> I just think I just think that the Dodgers are the Dodgers are the Dodgers. They built their team around. Uh, they they just have no weaknesses. They have uh, hitters everywhere. They have. Uh, their pitching is the only thing that maybe uh, could rescue the Padres, but I just and the Padres are hitting well. Uh, I mean, Trent Grisham. Everybody was saying, "Don't play him." Oh, hey, let's go. Uh, let's hit two home runs and and add a couple of RBIs in there. And Trent Grisham was the MVP of the of the wild card for them. So, uh, but I just think uh, I just think Big Brother is going to continue. If Tatis was playing, I'd be a little bit more like, okay, maybe this is a. A free for all, but I just think that the Dodgers have too much firepower uh, right. for the Padres. Yeah, Fernando, you know, I hate to bring up the Cowboys, especially on a local show, and everyone brings up the Cowboys, but Cooper Rush now 5 and 0 entering the matchup. 4 and 1 Cowboys versus the 5 and 0 Eagles next week and all of a sudden oh, it's a primetime game, right? right? Well, it's, and it's we got Cowboys. Bills and we got Bills Chiefs next weekend Before too. That, that just to warm you up. Yeah. Right? No. <laughs> right? And it's like Man, the Cowboys. I mean, I look, I was right on a lot of things. I said the Vikings would be better than the Packers, which I still go to my grave with. I was saying the 49ers so, people sleep. So is this you boosting yourself saying, hey, look, I'm just... <laughs> hold on, but hold on. I'm about, to, I'm, I'm about to give myself also credit for being extremely <laughs> wrong when I said the Lions would be better than the Cowboys. Jeez, what an awful take. How they allow me to continue to be on radio, I don't know. I should be fired, <laughs> fired after that take. Um, but no, no, in all seriousness, seriousness the Cowboys D is legit yeah what are your thoughts on this team and you know this now all of a sudden quarterback controversy with Dak Prescott Cooper Rush and going into this Eagles game Fernando I mean you kind of have to keep the hot hand and I know at the same time like and you guys are gonna laugh at this but I remember a couple years ago Jerry said he thought about Dak in the shower that he (laughs) thought about his extension and everything uh, a good old Jerry's gonna have to go in the shower and think about this before he makes a decision. But uh, but I'm really uh, I'm really trying to. I, I, there's no way you can play back. I mean, the offense looks so loose with Cooper Rush. It feels like they're running the football well. You're throwing the football well. CD Lamb's getting open. Uh, he's spreading the ball around. The defense is playing freer than they have in the past. I just don't see how you can play Cooper or how you can go and say, Hey, yeah, Dak Prescott is. It, you, you, let's go back to you. I mean, honestly, at, right now at four and one, and then next week, like you said, they're playing the Eagles, and that's going to be a tough game. Both teams have good defenses. Both teams have good defensive lines. Something's got to give. But uh, I just, I really think that they need to, they need to go with Cooper Rush. Just keep on following, kind of the same way the uh, the 49ers did a couple of years ago when Alex Smith went out and uh, Jim Harbaugh said, "Hey, we're going to keep Colin Kaepernick in there. We feel like you give us the best chance." He's winning right now. The formula is winning. I would go into the wheel fall off with Cooper Rush, um, unless obviously an injury or something happens. But uh, but I think right now you keep on riding that Cooper Rush until uh, until because I what, he's four and zero. So yeah. wh- how can you go to your team and tell them, hey, we're gonna go back to that? Like you're gonna you're gonna have a split locker room if you do that. So if I'm Jerry and if I'm well, because it's Jerry, it's not Mike. Uh, it's not Mike McCarthy's decision. It's Jerry's decision. So. Jerry needs to keep uh, Cooper Rush in at quarterback. 
It is always Jerry's decision, right? Get that loofah out, world, Jerry. We're just, <laughs> we're just living in it. Exactly. He's going to be out there. And I'm with you. I think they should just ride that hot hand, like you mentioned. And they don't have to play Dak. That's a yeah, gift, exactly. right? In, in such a uh, exactly. quarterback-heavy league, let Dak stay, stay out. So if they were to lose, that's not on Dak. And if they win, holy crap, like <laughs> yeah. Cooper's like... Well, and then you don't... You, you you don't want to bring Dak back and him. I don't, I don't want him to rush back. Exactly. Exactly. Back exactly. And then you don't have you're, you're to. Screwed. Yeah. Take it easy. Let him rest. Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> Fernando, while I have you um, really quickly last or the previous game, the final game, rather Padres Mets Musgrove getting his ears massaged by the umpires. <laughs> I mean, what is the take down there, down south? I, it's just. Well, what about the Giants getting massaged too? Oh, dang! <laughs> no, but yeah, <laughs> trending on Twitter. We hey, need some background on, music. That was, right? that was a bad one. It didn't even happen in the United States. Exactly. So we We're not responsible. <laughs> We're not responsible. That's some London stuff. That, that's why. You know what? Talk about the biggest choke of all time: the Brits blowing a thirteen. Colony lead that trumps everything. <laughs> then twenty-eight to three Falcons. They had a thirteen-colony lead in America. One. Think about right. that. Be careful. We're not going to be able to send to to London if 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 you keep talking like that. Uh, a shout out to but, Grant Mona uh, for coming up with that one, giving me that line. When you go with uh, the Joe Musgrove thing, what I think is hilarious is like the ref is going to touch his ear, then he's going to forget. He's not going to wash his hands. Then he's gonna, you know how like they start touch. Like I don't know. I just. To me, that was like, okay, that's the most disgusting thing ever, like touching his ears and doing all that. I just thought it was honestly a, a, a low move by Buck. It was desperation. Uh, yeah, desperation. It's like really like if you're going to do it, you better be right. If yeah. not, you're just going to look like an idiot. And he, they would look like idiots. They look like desperate idiots. And it's just like Musgrove just pitched really well. He had it going. Why didn't they check Blake Snell's ears the night before when he was throwing like crap? Like, why <laughs> Why Musgrove when he's pitching well? He literally put away every single um, man out there. So, really, um, that was just the power of San Diego. A San Diego kid saying, I'm going to put this team on my back. I'm going to I'm gonna take it to the next level, and I'm going to play the Dodgers. But, uh, but really, I just thought it was ridiculous. And to me, it's, the, the, the referee or the umpires allowing that, that was just even a bigger joke to me. So I and I knew from the start it was going to, um, when they started like talking, I'm like, oh crap, they're going to yep. check him for something because of the way he's pitching. And yeah, of course, here you go. So I, I was hoping that uh, if he would have been in San Diego, that would have been a huge boo. Oh my God. But yeah. obviously the Mets fans were booing Musgrove thinking that he had something, but he didn't have anything. You could totally, you could totally, I mean, yeah, his ears were bright red, but I mean, it wasn't like he, was he had any substance on him. <laughs> Right, right. Fernando, I want to go back to the Chargers and preview next week's Monday night football game against the Broncos. You have two head coaches that have been under a lot of scrutiny. Russell Wilson, obviously, what's going on with him. I want to ask you what you think the outcome will be and what your overall thoughts are on Denver and Russell Wilson. Uh, well, to be honest, I mean, I think Kyle Brandt kind of said it correctly. I mean, I've seen Russell in person. Russ is really, I don't know, I, I don't know what character he tries to take on. Like, to me, and Arash will get a kick out. I think he's a WWE character. Like, he doesn't know who he is. <laughs> he's trying to find himself. I don't know. Like, he's just one of these guys that, like, you see him and you're like, okay, who are you? Like, are you the guy that goes to hospitals every single week and visits with kids? Are you Mr. Are you, 
Mr. Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce in the waiting, waiting for to take over you and Sierra, their role. Like, who are Like, I just don't understand who he is. And then on the football field, I mean, you guys see it. The other day they get they lose and then at the end he's like Broncos country let's ride like <laughs> let's ride like, why, why do you have to do that and it's funny because one of my buddies one time told me oh yeah I had an interview with him and at the end he goes uh, he goes um, go Hawks and I'm like what like go Hawks dude we're doing a one on one interview like, what are you talking about so like you just you don't know what to get out of Russell Wilson the person Russell Wilson the player is good but I just. I, I don't think he, the chemistry is there with these guys. I think the offense is really confusing for him. I just don't think that he has. Man, you go from DK Metcalf and and uh, and Tyler Lockett to these guys, you're going to struggle. So it's just been a struggle all around for him. Um, I don't know if he's going to play. He said he's going to play, but he had a procedure done on his arm that's done for, I guess, pitchers in, in baseball recently in L.A. And I'm kind of like, well, how's he going to play within a week? I, I, I And especially with all this Tua stuff going on, I'd be surprised if the Broncos let him play, but if they let him play and he's going to play with Garrett Bulls out, his dust tackle, Khalil Mack is going to be on him all night long. There's no Javante Williams either. Uh, their weapons are not that good. And obviously they get Justin Simmons back, their safety, but I just think it's going to be a long night for Russell Wilson if he really does suit up that night and goes up, up, up against the Chargers. If the Chargers don't blow them out, then they really <laughs> – they're, they're in trouble, but here's the game because, they, like you said, Chiefs play the Bills. If the Bills beat the Chiefs and the Chargers beat the Broncos, you're now tied for the division lead. And like I said from the beginning, it's a two-horse race, and that uh, those reins get tighter between both the Chiefs and the Chargers. So I expect the, the Chargers to go in there and blow out the, the Broncos on, uh, on national TV. Well, I can tell, Fernando, that none of the guys in this room have Russell Wilson on their fantasy football thank team. God, thank God. I do. I <laughs> do. Oh, no. Did pick, pick up Gino. Hey, I'm 5-0, oh, though. I'm 5-0. Hey, oh. Everybody you, picked man. it up. We're a good team. I've given my, my halftime speeches. I'm like, hey, all right, I need you guys to, to pick it up. Our quarterback is doing terrible. I need you guys to pick it up all around. So, they, good uh, for you. So I'm 5-0. Oh. I want all my friends to win money. Fernando, last question. We got 30 odd seconds left. What do you expect the scene to be like at Petco Park? I mean, we know what it's going to be like at Dodger Stadium. Will it be 50 50 at Petco Park? Will we see more blue? Like, what is your thoughts? Real, real, real uh, quick. Yeah. I, no, you know what? I, I think the Padres fans will show up. They're still going to be Dodger blue. There's, yeah. That's not, that's not going to be. I think it'll be, I'll say 60 40 Padres. I think Padres fans will show up. I think they'll be loud, but at the same time, I think Dodger fans will show up. Yeah. I think they'll be loud. I think there'll be a lot of alcohol yeah. at the game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know the Padres are doing their best to to keep the Dodger yes, fans out. Are. You have to be living in San Diego County or Chula Vista Tijuana. or somewhere Tijuana. All right, Fernando, you're the best. I will see you on Monday. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we worry brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.